Hello, podcasters. I'm super excited to pop on today to be able to share with you what I've been just bathing in all morning, which is the word of God as I was meditating and thinking about this word over the last couple of days. And even this morning, it just began to bless me even that much more. And I felt the need that I needed to come on just to talk with you guys and to be a blessing to you as you start out your week. I don't know what day of the week you're in when you're listening to this. I don't know if you're on Monday. I don't know if you're on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I don't know which day of the week you're on. I don't know what time of the day you're listening to it, but I know wherever you're at and who's under the sound of my voice will be blessed on today as I continue to go forth and what it is that God has called me to do concerning this word on today. So the scriptures that we will be coming out of is second Kings four verses one through seven. That's second King chapter four verses one through seven. I'm going to anchor on verses four and four. So chapter four, Verse four is my anchoring scripture, but I'm going to read that whole entire text of second Kings chapter four, verses one through seven. And if I had to give today's podcast journey a title, I would title it a private blessing. I want you to just begin. I don't know if you have a neighbor next to you. I don't know if you have somebody you can message, message them and tell them that God is getting ready to bless with a private blessing. How many of you know that it's it's great to receive, you know, a blessing from God, you know, outwardly so everybody can see it, but it is something unique when God decides that he wants to bless you in private. And when he blesses you in private, you can trust me that he's getting ready to bring that blessing public. So as we get ready to journey on today, I want you to have an open heart. I want you to keep your mind open so that you can receive what thus saith the Lord in this particular hour as I go through this podcast. Now, again, I've been building off of my last couple of podcasts because this is just kind of where the Holy Spirit wants to hang out at. He wants people to know that there's no more delays, that those delays that were in your life and holding you up, that he's now giving you the green light. So if you haven't listened to my previous podcast called No More Delays, I want you to go back to No More Delays, stop this podcast and listen to that or finish this one and go back. But whatever you do, I want you to get all the goodness that God has laid out on the buffet table for you. I want you to taste a little bit of everything. The word of God says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So I want you to be able to get it all because this is what he wants you to have the authenticity ultimate blessing. He doesn't want you to live in mediocrity. He wants you to be blessed in this hour. And then after you listen to No More Delays, I want you to move into the second podcast from that one, which is um, a window of opportunity. That's what it's called, a window of opportunity, because those kind of build on each other. And what the Holy Spirit is trying to do for us during this particular time, during this particular hour, during this particular season. Now, No More Windows is going to bless you because, I mean, not No More Windows, but Window of Opportunity is going to bless you because that is allowing you to see as you move through this green light that God says, okay, there's no more delays. It's time to move forward in what it is that he's asked you personally to do. He's going to then 
give you opportunities. Opportunities are again going to be presented to you in this particular season because things are where they need to be strategically so that you can be blessed. But again, when you listen to window of opportunity, there are some steps that I put in there and I go through them really fast, you know, but it hits you where it counts in your spirit so that you can be able to eat on that thing and grow. I tell you some specific things that you need to do um, towards the end of that podcast to be able to walk into those opportunities with ease. So I challenge you to go back to no more delays, go back to window of opportunity, and then come right in to what I'm getting ready to uh, set into the atmosphere on today. Today's title is a private blessing and thinking of what I just said, as we are building from God, not delaying you and giving you the green light and moving you into opportunities as he, as you move through that green light, all these opportunities are going to begin to unfold themselves and you have to have faith and focus and be able to persevere during that time so that you can step into those opportunities that God has. But even beyond that, God is saying he wants to bless you in private. So sometimes we, like I said, we look for God to bless us in public because we want people to see exactly what he's doing. But I'm saying on today, God is getting ready to do a private blessing that's going to be above what you could ever think or imagine. And that thing's going to help you to be blessed publicly. Now, I want you to stay with me as I begin to go into second Kings verses, uh, chapter four, verses one through seven. And I'm going to anchor on chapter four, verse four. So I'll go ahead and start reading. I hope that you're there. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my sons away as slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? So this is Elijah asking her, how can I help you? Because she's come to the man of God with her issue and her challenge, her obstacle. And he says, you know what? How can I help you? He didn't look over her issue. He didn't ignore her issue. He didn't act like she didn't call him or text him with her issue. He immediately gave her 100% of his attention. And he said, how can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? So this is Elijah and I, and I love Elijah. Oh, I pray God gives us revelation to do even an awesome study on him because this is Elisha with a S. This is how we try to delineate between both of the Elijah's in the Bible. We have Elijah with a J that was, uh, Elisha followed Elijah. So we're talking about the second Elijah. That's how we like to say it so that you can stay on task as we get ready to deep dive into this thing. Now, um, at verse two, it again, Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? So he wants to know, what do you have in your house right now? Now, listen to what she says. I want you to think about what she says, and I want you to think about the mindset that she could have potentially be in, but not only her, I need for you today to begin to put yourselves in the scriptures. When I'm coming forth and I'm blessing you with revelation and not just information, I want you to begin to envision yourself 
in the scriptures. The scriptures will then become life to you and you can then have life application. You can begin to apply them because the scriptures will not just be hanging in the sky from someone reading them, but they'll begin to dance in your heart and take root and bear fruit in due season. Now, I'm still at chapter four, verse two, and I'm moving on to verse three. Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. And I'm going to pop back up there to that other verse and bring this on home. It says, Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? She answers him, your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Now, I want you to, to hinge on that, too, because the first thing she said is your servant has nothing there at all. So it immediately her first mindset is telling her something when she responds that your servant has nothing there at all. And, and then in a couple seconds, uh, milliseconds later, she says, except a little oil. So I want you to let that uh, hang as a balloon in your spirit. Now we're going back on to verse three because we're going to take this thing all the way to verse seven. Now, verse three says, Elijah said, go around and ask your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Now go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Now go inside and set the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to the side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. Now listen, she's obedient. She left the prophet and afterwards she shut the door behind her and her sons because this is what he told her to do. He told her to go around, get the jars from her neighbors and don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. That's what verse four says. And she gets into verse five. She left the prophet and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another jar. So it's, it's evident that these jars are at capacity. They're filled to the brim. She don't have any more jars. And she's saying, go get me another jar. Listen to what her son says. But he replied, there's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. There's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Now, I'm just rejoicing in the fact of knowing that um, this this scripture has a lot of meat and we are just going to just just jump right in and start putting it on our plates. So the first thing that you have to first take note of at the beginning of the scripture is it says that the prophets. Uh, the woman of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah. So this is her husband. So her husband, your servant, my husband is dead. So she's telling Elijah, this is how the, the scene starts. She approaches Elijah. You know, it's evident that her husband has served Elijah, that her husband was a man of God who was serving another man of God. 
and he's dead. He's off the scene right now. And she's having to take care of her kids by herself. She's basically what we would call a single mother trying to make ends meet. She's trying to keep a roof over her head and keep food in her kid's stomach and keep clothes on their back because the husband is not there anymore. But a situation occurs that pushes her into a blessing. And this is what I need for you to get because sometimes when a situation happens, and it presses up against us, and we don't necessarily have the answer for it, it's not always the enemy attacking you. Sometimes it's God pushing you into a corner so that he can bless you. Now listen to this. It says, but now his creditors is coming to take my two boys as slaves. So her husband is off the scene. She's a single mother. I told you, I, I set the stage for you. She's trying to make ends meet. She's trying to take care of her family. Then all of a sudden, a situation happens. You know how when everything in your life is going, you know, decent or 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 you're 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 just making it and you're just keeping your head above water and you and you can finally come up for a breath, then all of a sudden another wave overtakes you. That's where she's at in her life. All of a sudden the creditors are coming to take her sons away. Now think about this. Her husband's already dead. And back then, when you lost your husband, you pretty much lost everything because your your name is riding on your husband. Everything is riding on the things and the providing that your husband is doing for the family. So all of a sudden, she finds herself in a situation, in a situation where the creditor is coming to take her sons away and put them into slavery for a debt that needs to be paid. Now, it seems that this would be an unusual way that a creditor would collect. I mean, to to go to this extent, but we all know, I mean, there's people that have been in situations where the situation has just been uh, unrest. It's just out of control. The person is asking you to give something that you just don't have right now. You don't have a job right now. COVID has rendered you without a job. It is changing the whole landscape of our lives. It's causing us to reinvent things, to, to, to think through things in a way we didn't think through them before. But I tell you that sometimes some things come to specifically bless you because now she finds herself where they want her sons, the creditor. And she has to now uh, approach Elijah in verse two, it says she approaches Elijah and, and, and Elijah says, how can I help you? Because she's basically pleading her case to Elijah. She's telling him, look, these people are coming to collect money that I don't even have. My husband is not even here anymore. But not only that, he was a strong man of God. He served. I mean, think about that. The people in your family that's praying for you, that love you, that prayed that you will be saved, that's saying thy will be done in your life, that God's never going to leave or forsake you that are trying to keep you in a place that you have a perfect peace. She goes to the man of God and she tells him her issue. And all of a sudden he says, how can I help you? And again, remember I told you, he didn't push her to the side. He didn't ignore her. He made time for her. He had compassion on her. And I want to anchor there for a moment because sometimes when we're pushed in a corner and God's trying to bless us, we can go to people to receive certain things or to get help, to confide in them. And sometimes they can lead us astray. But when you go to a woman or a man of God, somebody that really loves the Lord, somebody that's really 
anchored in Christ, somebody that's really standing on the faith, they are going to see you and they are going to try to figure out how can I help you through this difficult situation. So if you find yourself right now reaching out to someone that's not reaching back, reaching out to someone that's not building you up in faith, hope and love, then you might be reaching out to the wrong person. Because see, we have a template here for how we should respond to our fellow brethren when they're in a difficult situation and they come to us. The way we should respond is just like Elijah responded. Elijah replied, how can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? So Elijah asked her, what do you have? I, I want to help you, but but to tell me what do you have? What do you have to bring to the table? Because surely you just can't come to me and ask me to do everything. What do you have to bring to the table? You know, it's because sometimes you got to see where is this person's faith at? Do you really believe that God's going to do it for you? Do you really believe that God can bless you any and everywhere and wherever you're at because he can it doesn't matter what you have quit comparing yourself to the person next to you quit comparing yourself to your brothers to your sisters to the people on your job to the people at your school to family members don't compare yourself paul said that he warned against us comparing ourselves you need to just stop for a minute and know that you are a child of the most high god that you are called here to do his will and he's going to bless you it says that his seeds never go back begging bread. You are not going to have to go around here scrapping and, and scrunching for everything, every little nickel, every little dime. I don't care how it looks, but you must have faith and know that, you know what, God is trying to do something in this hour. He is trying to bless you. Maybe he has you cornered because he's trying to bless you in private. Let's move on through this scripture because, see, I'm getting too excited. I'm, a, I'm all out of myself right now because I'm excited about what God's going to do in your life. He's asking you right now, what do you have? What do you have right now as I don't know if you driving, I don't know if you uh, cooking in the kitchen. I don't know if you're sitting in a group listening to this podcast. I don't know what you're doing right now, but I need for you to stop and look and see what do you have? Because a lot of the time we forget that. I mean, take a tree, for instance, you see how a tree, it grows and it's huge. It has all these leaves and all these different things on it. That that tree was once in seed form and in seed form. And I need for you to understand understand this because if you can get this then you can be blessed you can understand that God is more for you than the whole entire world against you you can then understand that you know what what do I have that God has already given me because if the word of God is true which we know it is it says that he's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and his glory that he's more for us than the world against us and that he's going to supply all of my needs so if he's going to supply all of my needs I already have what I need to to take out and to be blessed to push me on to where God needs me to be. So let's go on into to verse three. It says, Elijah said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Elijah said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Get that. Go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. Okay, so let's stay right there. Let's just talk about that for just a minute. Now, Elijah tells her, 
to go around and to ask her neighbors for empty jars. So for her to be able to step outside of herself at that moment and step outside of her situation. And I'm challenging you today to step outside of your situation, step outside of your emotions. Cause a lot of the times our emotions have us feeling some kind of way. It has us up. It has us down. It has us to and fo and wishy-washy. I don't want you to be that way anymore. Don't rely on your emotions. I want you to just look at the raw unadulterated word of God right here and let it bless you you pass your emotions it says god's word every line upon line precept upon precept that word is true when all passes away the word will remain and on today i'm speaking and decreeing and declaring that you will receive your blessing in private this hour and that it will be it will come public now look now let's get back in here elijah said go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars so she has to step outside of her situation and she also has to humble herself because think about this she already owed money to this debt they're coming to try to collect her sons and she has to try to see past that issue and then go and ask the people in her neighborhood for some additional jars you know empty so now she got to deal with what she's already challenged with which is okay they want to uh, collect this debt for me and i don't have the money for it that's the first issue the second issue is now i gotta go door to door and talk to these people. And I'm sure if she is, uh, don't have any money, they know she don't have any money. So they're probably, she's thinking in her head, if I go over here to this such and such house and ask for something, maybe they're going to be thinking, you know, some kind of way about me. There could be all types of things going through her mind right now. And I'm telling you that because oftentimes when God is pushing you in a corner so that he can bless you, you will overanalyze. I don't want you to overanalyze in this hour. I've already told you that God has given you the green light to move forward. I already told you that God is opening up opportunities and that you're going to have to be like Rahab. You're going to have to make a split decision in a small period of time having faith and focus and perseverance and you're going to have to trust God you can't trust your friends you can't trust your cousins you can't trust the people on your job you have to trust the raw and unadulterated word of God you have to trust God in and of himself and know that his reputation is faultless. He's never left you. He's never going to forsake you. He's always there for you no matter what. And this is your opportunity to abound in him in this hour. He's not going to do anything that's going to harm you. It tells us in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he's not going to do anything to harm you. That he knows the plans for you. And they are not to hurt you, to hinder you, to make you all downtrodden. But it's to help you to prosper. It's to give you a hope. It's to give you a future. God is trying to intercept your life right now and get you on course to what it is that he's called you to do. The original plans for your life. It's time out for all those old plans and, and, and trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing? You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Listening to the word of God so God can move you into a higher place in him so that you can not only be used by him, by the master, but you can be a blessing to someone else. Now, I want you to stay with me on this scripture. It says, then go inside the prophet tells her in chapter four, verse four, which is our anchoring scripture on today. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into the jars. And as each is filled 
put it to the side. So this blessing she had to receive, she had to first humble herself. She had to go collect extra jars from people in the neighborhood, uh, dealing with whatever they was thinking about her, dealing with whatever they was going to say about her. She had to step outside on her faith and persevere and have tenacity to trust God. So as she's persevering and she's collecting these empty jars, she gets them all. And these jars are evidently in the house because now she finds herself later on in verse three, she's in the house and she shuts the door. At least this is what Elijah's telling her to do in verse four. He says, when you get these empty jars, which she has, they're in her house. He tells her, I want you to go inside. I want you to shut the doors behind you and your son. And I want you to pour oil into these jars. Now at that moment in time, when the prophet is telling her, this is what I need you to do. I don't hear Elijah say anything else about her issue, which was paying this creditor off. I don't hear Elijah bringing anything else up about what the problem is. And I believe the reason Elijah has no reason to bring the problem up is because he understands that. Guess what? Just like David fought Goliath. You don't have to worry about your Goliath. God has already fought the battle. It belongs to him. It doesn't belong to you. Elijah, he ain't even worried about it. You know why he's not worried about it? Because he know that God is bigger than your situation. God is bigger than your circumstance. God is bigger. He's above our thoughts, above our ways. His ways are not our ways. His time is not even, he's not even subject to time. He's outside of time. So he can restore the things that you think are lost. God is trying to bless you in this hour. I hope y'all hear me out there. God is trying to bless you. He's trying to get you cornered so he can get you private so he can bless you on today. He's not attacking you. He's not going to hurt you. This time out for that. He's trying to actually bless you. And I need you to catch wind and revelation of this on today so you can quit getting confused and not having clarity and know that God is trying to bless you even in this time of COVID. Yep, I said it. I said it just like that. Even in this time of COVID, God is trying to bless you and bring you out on top. How many of you know that God can make you the head and not the tail? He will make you the lender and not the borrower. God's not subject to COVID. COVID is not doing, God, COVID ain't doing nothing for God. Let me tell you about your God. Let me tell you about the God you serve. It says that he sent Jesus to be a living sacrifice for us. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, if that's true, which I know it is, else you wouldn't even be on this podcast a second time listening to it, is that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. COVID has to stop. It has to flee. It has to do a U-turn and go back to where it came. It can't touch you. You are going to be blessed in this hour. Do not get distracted. Do not get sidetracked. God is still writing your story. He's still trying to finish this thing out for you. It's things that are happening after the comma. See, when you read this, it says that she left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her son. She, she was obedient. She wasn't caught in her emotions. She, she said, you know what? My, my husband has served the Lord and he's blessed us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go to this man of God. I'm going to lay it on the line and I'm going to do what he tells me to do because God has never failed us this far. So she listens to him. She's obedient in chapter four. Verse five, it says she left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. Now get this. Now she is already, the door is closed. 
Remember, I told you the title of this is a private blessing. The door is closed. It, it, I, it makes me wonder as to why she didn't pour the oil outside. Because if you would think that you would have all these jars you collected from your neighbors, right? And that you would have more space to just line them up outside. But God says, no, we're not even going to bless you like that. We, we're going to take the jars in the house. The man of God told her to take the jars in the house, shut the door behind you and your son. And pour the oil in the jars. And, and as you pour the oil, set the jars aside. Continue to pour the oil in the jars. And she's obedient in verse 5. And I'm praising God for this. And I'm praising God in this season for your obedience. I'm decreeing and declaring that you'll walk in obedience in this hour. That you will plan, but you will understand that God ordains your steps. And that he's not making a mistake with you. He knows exactly what he's doing. He never sleeps or slumbers. He's orchestrating this thing so that you can come out on top. Yes, he's getting ready to bless you in private they went in the house closed the door behind her and her sons it says when all the jars were full in verse six that she said to her son bring me another now get this the jars are in the house she's already poured the oil she's already been obedient because it says your obedience is better than your sacrifice so she she's already obedient to the word of god and what the man of God has told her to do. She's not asking him any questions. She's not trying to figure out the whole story at this point. She's not overanalyzing him. She didn't call her cousin and her brother and her sister and her mother to try to get advice or to try to get a confirmation before she moved into the blessings of God. She immediately obeyed the man of God and look what happens. She closes the door. She goes in with her kids. She pours the oil just like he said. She's doing it exactly like he said. A textbook answer. He asked her to do something and she did it according to what he said she didn't off track she didn't go do her own thing she didn't stop and go to sleep and get up in the morning to pour the oil she didn't uh go woe is me should i pour the oil shouldn't i pour the oil she went right into action trusting the man of god using her faith uh, persevering and pouring this oil into these jars to the point that it stops now go to the next verse it says I'm going to continue reading on and from verse five. It says, bring me another one. So she's talking to her son to bring me another jar because it's evident the other jars are filled up. And this is what the son replied. There is not a jar left. There is not a jar left. So she's been pouring oil in the jars from her neighbors, from her, the jars she had in her own house. And her son is at a place that he's saying, look, mom, there's no more jars left. There's nothing else to pour any oil into. You know, we are filled to the brim. Look at your neighbor on today and say, God wants to bless you to the brim. He wants to bless you to the brim. He's trying to bless you in overflow even now during COVID. It's just going to take you to believe it and to walk in it and to persevere through it and to move by faith. You don't need to see it. You just need to have faith that God will do it. He's already done it. There's nothing new under the sun that Solomon says in Ecclesiastics. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that's happening right now that, that has not already happened, that God has not already resolved. All you have to do is get on the other side of the comma, on the other side of through, so you can get your blessing and walk through the story that God has written for your life. This is not somebody else's story. This is your story. God wants you cornered so that you can be in private, so you can be blessed. Less. Look at this woman. So she is now at a place where all the jars are full. And then what happens once all the jars are full? Now get this. The jars are full. Her need is met. Her need is met. 
Her need is already met. But God said he's going to do above you could, what you could ever think or imagine. But her need is not only met. I don't even think she even understand what's going on at this point. That her need has been met with this oil and that he's not just met her need. He's met her desire, her desire to be able to live and not worry, her desire to be able to take care of her son and not worry about this happening a second time around. How many of you know that once you go through this situation, that you're not going to have to come across these waters again? I'm here to decree and declare that this is over for you. It's time for you to walk upright in what God has for you. It's time for you to get your blessing and it's going to come Filled to the brim. God is getting ready to bless you in a way that you could have never thought or imagined. Even right now in the middle of a pandemic, God is still God. God is still on the throne. God is still sovereign. God remains supreme. God makes every move in every decision. There's nothing that escapes his eye. God is still supreme. He wants to bless you in this hour. And all you have to do is put your hands up and say, Lord, I receive it. I want you to stop on today before I finish up in this scripture and I'll be wrapping here soon, wrapping it up. Put your hands up and say, Lord, I receive it. Lord, I receive it. I'm in agreement with Prophetess Jasmine. I am in agreement with what she's saying. That God, you want to bless me? I'm open to be blessed, Lord. Bless me any way you know how to. Do it right now. Just begin to thank him. And I guarantee you, you'll begin to have clarity. You'll begin to have peace, joy that surpasses all understanding, even in this hour. God's going to take care of you. He's going to meet your need. Now, he didn't tell me how he's going to meet your need. And he may not tell you how he's going to meet your need because I'm sure this lady got up that morning. The creditor came to collect money. She didn't know how she was going to pay it. She didn't know if Elijah was going to have an answer for her or not. She just trusted that God had an answer. She trusted that God had an answer for her situation because she had been serving an awesome and a true and a wonderful guy. She knew God's reputation. She knew my husband served God and we was okay. And surely he would not let anything happen to us right now. So she's approaching a man of God on her own faith, on her own faith. And because faith moves God, he moves the man of God's heart to decree and declare and to speak into her life and tell her exactly what she needed to do for her situation. Because how many of you know God already has the answer? He is the resolution. You just have to tap into him to be able to get the answers or pull that which has already been decided in heaven down to earth so that it may come to fruition for you in this hour. See, I came on today to bless you. I didn't come on here to play with you on today. I came to tell you that you bless, that you highly favor, that God loves you, that you don't have to be hopeless and looking at social media and looking at the TV, warning what's going to happen for me. I'm here to tell you what's going to happen for you. You're going to be blessed in this hour. You stay anchored in the word of God. You continue to love God. You continue to serve him. You continue to walk your journey with God. He's going to bless you. And not only that, he's going to carry you. You're going to find yourself in this season being carried through circumstances you would have never thought you was carried through. You're going to look back and say, you know what? I don't know. We just lost our house. It caught on fire. And God all of a sudden made a place for us to stay and that we're going to be okay. So you have to start to look past the tangible things and, and begin to thank God for, for the, his awesomeness and his, his glory and everything that he's going to do and what he's already done for you. And if he stopped right now, he's already done enough. The reason I say he's already done enough is because he sent his son. He allowed his word to take form and to become flesh and to die on the cross for us because we didn't have an answer for our problems. We didn't have an answer for sin. Sin had snared man. It had us so snared, so caught up in it that 
that there was no answer on earth to fix it. And God, what does he do? Pull from his infinite knowledge, his infinite wisdom. He pulls it down for us takes his word, speaks it, makes it become flesh. And the Logos walked among us. He dies on the cross for us so that you might be set free today. He didn't die on the cross in vain for you to go begging bread. He died on the cross so that you can enter in. He's at the right hand of the father making intercession for you. Right now in this very hour, God is making intercession for you. And your situation that you prayed about that you think he didn't answer, he's already making intercession for you. It's already done. All you have to do is begin to praise God, thank him so that those the blessings can be clear to you. They're sitting around you dancing all day. God has already fixed it. I pray and I decree and declare that you will come into true revelation of what God is trying to do for you in this season. A true revelation of what God is trying to move you to in this very hour and that you will not be distracted by what you see or hear, but you'll know that God is reign and he reigns supreme. Now I'm in verse seven. I'm still, I'm ex- I told you I'm excited on the day. I came in here to bless you. I'm still in second Kings chapter four. I'm now into verse seven. It says she went and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on what's left. Now get this. <clears throat> now up a verse, it says, there was no more jars. Remember I told you her son told her there was no more jars because she had filled up all the jars that she had poured in the house. And don't forget this, this, this title of this one is called a private blessing. This blessing wasn't done outwardly so everybody can see what was going on with her. Matter of fact, they don't even know why she wanted the jars. She just went by faith to get the jars because the man of God told her to go get the jars. She goes in the house with her kids and, and when she kind of gets ready to come out of the house, she's blessed. Now get this, she goes in the house owing a debt owing a debt and all she knew what she could do was to be obedient and to present God with what she already had after she's presents the man of God with what she already had he tells her what to do she goes in the house shuts the door pours the oil the jars are now full and because the jars are full she asks her son do we have another jar the son says no there's no other jar and then guess what happens the oil stopped flowing. And, and, and it's important that you get that because when the Holy Spirit comes, it comes with purpose. It's in, this, in this particular situation, it came to bless her. It came to bless her despite her situation. It came to bless her beyond compare. And when he got done blessing her, when, when there was nowhere else to pour this oil, after, and keep in mind, he met her need and he also went above and beyond what she could have ever think because it says in the next scripture, when she went to the man of God, now the oil has already stopped. She's on her way to the man of God and the man of God gives her the second uh, set of marching orders. He tells her, go sell the oil and pay your debts. So basically he's telling her, you know what? You are free. You are free. How many of you know who the sun sets free is free indeed? How many of you know that who the sun sets free is free indeed? You are free. You are not snared by the enemy. You just have to take a second look. I want you to take a second look and see what you have. What do you have right now? What do you have right now? And it's crucial that you understand this because this lady in the beginning, when he asked her what she had, the first thing she said is I don't, she didn't really have nothing. That's the, that's the first part of the statement. It says she don't, she don't really have nothing. And then when, she, and when the comma comes in, there's a comma. And then, it, then she says, 
but this oil, except this oil. But in the beginning, she says, I don't have nothing. That leads me to believe that in this hour, you need to be careful of your mindset because God cannot pour new oil into old wineskins. You need to be very careful of your mindset and who you attach yourself to in this hour because you don't need to be attached to nobody with a mindset that's taking you contrary to the word of God. See, she was already battling with the mindset because she said, I don't got nothing. And then she says, wait, but wait a minute, except this oil. So she had to take a second look, a second take. I want you right now in this moment, I want you to take a second take at this thing. Take a second take. The first take is wrong. The first take, she says she didn't have nothing. See, the first time around, you're saying it's not going to work because we in a pandemic. I'm telling you, I'm throwing a comma on that thing. And I'm telling you that even though you're in the pandemic, God can still bless you. Just like she said, all I got is this oil. God is saying he can bless you in the middle of this situation. He can bless you. He's not bound by that. If he was bound by that, we would have saw a, a period on there. But there was no period. She said, this is what, this is all I have. And then all of a sudden, uh, boom, some epiphany hits her that all I have is this oil. And then before you know it, because see, she stepped into her opportunity. There was an opportunity. I think I'm on fire today because I want to bless you. She stepped into her opportunity. Remember the last podcast I talked about windows of opportunity. Her window of opportunity was right there. She could have said, I don't, I don't have nothing and left it right there. But she did. She said, accept this oil. This all I got. This all I got. This is all I got, Lord. And, and, and I'm going to need you to bless this. I'm going to need you to show me what to do. She was in a place where she was stripped completely down. I don't have nothing but this oil. She had to change her mindset. And, and back in verse seven, it says she went and told the man of God. He said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. Now, this is where it becomes awesome. And I'm going to get ready to close. He tells her to what to do next with the oil to go pay her debts. Now, again, keep in mind, I told you this was a private blessing. Don't nobody outside know what's going on. The people across the street don't know what she did with those jars. The people next door don't know what is going on in this lady house because she was shut up in the house with her son when this oil began to flow. See, don't think of this time as a bad time. This time of the pandemic where you're shut in, God is trying to give you a private blessing. This is actually an opportunity. This is an opportunity for you to move forward in what God has for you. He's trying to bless you in private. Don't you worry about it. He's going to take care of you. He tells her to go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Now, get this. This is why I love this. And I'm closing. God blesses them to take care of the issue. The issue is taken care of. It's already resolved. But then he says, you know what? You can live on the rest of it. So when he tells her she can live on the rest of it, that leads me to believe that God is doing above whatever she could think or imagine. Because when she came in there, the only thing she wanted to do was get this person that she owed money off her back. That's what she came to do. She came to, 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 hey, can you help me, man of God, get this debtor off my back? What can I do? She was not, and she would have been, I believe, she would have been happy just to get that guy off her back and continue to move through life however God saw fit for her. But God said, no, daughter, I have more for you. He's telling you today, no, son, I have more for you. I have more for you. I'm going to meet that need that you prayed to me about and that you petitioned me about and that you've been asking me about. But I'm going to give you more than that. And that's what he did for her. He met her need and then gave her even that much more to live off of. So she won't have to go through this situation again. And I'm closing. God's trying to bless you on today. But it's going to, again, take faith, 
focus and perseverance. And you're going to need tenacity, the tenacity to move forward when things don't look like they're lining up. Because this lady woke up that day and the world was on her shoulder. She would have to pay a debtor who wanted to take her sons. She could have bought up, bought up sat in the seat and, 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 and like I said, cried, woe is me and gave up and threw her hands up and just said, forget it. I'm tired. I'm a single parent. I can't deal with this no more. You know, I lost my job. This is it. I just can't deal with it no more and begin to go off on everybody around her. But she didn't do that. She said, you know what? There's an answer out there for me. There she recognized there's an answer out there for me. I just need to find it because surely God wouldn't leave me in a state like this. And that's what I need for you to know on today. You are not left in a state like that. God has a plan for you. He's trying to bless you. And we're closing. Lord, I thank you for this awesome word on today. I thank you for the people of God on today, how you are blessing them, God. I thank you for this simple story of the widow with the oil, God, and how this oil was allowed to flow from an infinite place, God, so that she could be a blessing, not only to her uh, debtor to pay her, her creditor back, but she was able to be blessed in and of herself so she can take care of her kids. Because Lord, back then we know oil was used for cooking. It was used for lamps. It was used for fuel. So this oil that she had became valuable. She began to understand that I do have something to give. And I pray on today, God, and decree and declare that the people of God and that are under my voice in this podcast will understand that they do have something worth using for you. God, we thank you. We bless you. And we ask all of these things in your darling son, Jesus name. Be blessed, be blessed and be blessed.